We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in ten seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got He used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, folks, what's good? We're back. Uh, and we get to talk about basketball today, boys. And that makes me, that makes you, that makes everybody happy. We're not even going to talk about football. We might. I think we've got some questions later. But we're talking hoops. We're about a week away from opening day, I guess you could call it. Um, Baseball season, baby. Yeah, how are we? Thanksgiving. How are we feeling? How's everyone been? Are we feeling excited about KU basketball about to be here? I think it's just, I wish I could get uh, excited, Jim. Yeah, it's just weird that it's, like, coming so soon, you know? It just doesn't feel right. Just uh, with COVID and stuff, but, I mean, obviously I'm excited. Like, with college sports, this is about all I have to look forward to because the old football squad isn't amazing. Yeah, AB, why are you uh, why are you just not excited yet? I'm just not 100% convinced it's going to really happen. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into it. It's all speculation and shit, but it's like, I don't know. How many programs are, like, shut down right now or paused or, like, not like – I know Syracuse did, Vermont did, Ivy League already canceled, which is 
if you remember back to March, it's when it all started with uh, with college basketball then. So I don't know if we're going to go full cancellation, but I just like those three top 10 matchups we have in the first two weeks of the year. Like, are we sure all three of those are going to happen? It just feels like it's going to be a weird ass season. Yeah, when I uh, when I saw that Ivy League tweet, I definitely got some like PTSD or whatever. It's just like it all feels like we're just reversing or we're going back in time, kind of like you said. But I don't know. I think it's I think we're gonna get a college basketball season, but I definitely think there's just gonna be those games that don't happen, kind of like what we're seeing with football. I guess football is postponing them all, right? Or some of them are getting canceled. Uh, it depends on which conference. Like Big Ten and Pac-12 were like so late to the party that they just didn't they, – they had to start so late that they just couldn't have built-in bye weeks and stuff. So, like, sometimes we're going to have two-game seasons and they're going to have to live with it. It's the best. All right. Like, what happens, what happens like, later in the year when there's a huge, like, regular season matchup that kind of – that might, like, decide a conference or something and one of the star players for a team gets COVID? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm a little concerned about is I feel like there's not much of a plan in place. Um, but I think in that scenario, the star player would just not play and you pray to God the rest of the team doesn't have COVID. If they do, then who knows? But boys, we're negative. We've got some bad negative vibes right now. And I just want to pretend that life's normal and that college basketball is happening. The Hawks play Gonzaga on Thanksgiving and – this is the College Hoops KU basketball preview, and we're going to pretend everything is going to go great. So let's just get right into it. Um, okay. Pretending that college basketball – so let me just tell you, college basketball goes fine. Everything goes as planned. Are you excited now? Sure. <laughs> uh, a little bit more, yeah. I, I know – look, I'll, I'll be I'll be super into it, like – and I feel like this happens every year, but like an hour before tip off when I like can see that they're warming up and we're about to play the number one team in the country as a top 10 team in the country. I'll be, I'll be pumped. It just, it just hadn't hit me yet, I guess. So once I see it, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be good to go. I just feel like it's sometimes hard to look forward to stuff during this because so much shit gets canceled. Yeah. I mean, how depressed are we? Yeah, we suck, man. I've been excited <laughs> to record this episode all week, and here we are. I guess I'm, it's Monday, but um, I'm just excited that Bill always puts together a really tough non-con, and we have some great matchups to look forward to. I mean, we got Kentucky, Gonzaga, and Creighton. Tarleton, three State's of the best teams too. in the whole country. And Washburn, who? December third. Don't forget about Washburn. Who? Who? Who's Tarleton State? Seriously, who is that? I swear <laughs> we made that team up just to fill the roster. Like I feel They're three hundred and thirty fifth. This is what I am excited for. Ken Palm's back, and that means just I'm back. Like that that <laughs> is what I need to live and breathe on a day to day basis. And if you don't think I've spent many hours on that website so far this year already, <laughs> you're dead wrong. You're already getting gambling lines set up for a month from now. Yeah, Gonzaga minus two on Thanksgiving. Who we got? Hammer the Hawks, baby. Just kidding. Oh we'll God, no. If it's Gonzaga minus two. We'll do a Gonzaga preview next week, but all right, let's talk. How much do we lose? How much do we lose to Carlton State by? I got them man, minus fourteen and a half, but we'll have to see how they look in the early game. <laughs> What's the actual spread for that game? Hawks minus thirty. A million. It, I, it, dude, <laughs> this is gonna make me sad because like this this year's team isn't last year's team, but the whole Monmouth video coming back today, we beat a team by fifty five points last year. Like last a pretty decent team, team by 50-plus points. Would have shut out 
Carleton State or whatever. It would have been <laughs> Dude, I don't think that's like that crazy. Like I, I really think <laughs> I think halftime it might have been like forty-eight to seven. God. They don't. Yeah, they don't score on that defense last year. If no. they like, if, I, if we gave a one hundred percent effort on defense the full game, would they get twenty? I don't know. I just want to know if I can hit the gym for like a month or two if I can get a scholarship to Carleton State. What is the name of the team? I think we've said like. <laughs> I gotta find out there, Matt. Let me look that up because it's Tar. Yeah, Carleton State. Okay, let's see what these numbers are. They're purple. Center from Olathe, Kansas, number fifty-five, Anthony Bax. <laughs> Woo! I, can't, I don't even know if they have a mascot, dude. I would no, I would guess you go for eighteen and nine against Dave McCormick. Oh god, no, dude! I would get seven steals because that. I mean, he's <laughs> the biggest spaz in the history of the globe. All right, all right. I love him. I love him. Oh, they're <laughs> the Tarleton State Texan Riders. It appears, which I mean, is just oh, it's, <laughs> wait. It's what's their name? Tarleton. Yeah, like Tarleton, Tarleton Bragg with the T. Yeah. Oh. I can't wait for that. What's game. their mascot? Yeah, this said the the Texas Riders or Texan Riders or something. That can't <laughs> oh, be God. correct. But... It sounds like a fake team on like the old NCAA video games. They'd be like the 16 seed and like yeah. FCS Midwest or whoever you play in NCAA football. <laughs> I honestly hope we lose the game before them and Bill just chews all their asses out and we can see how much we beat them by. That uh, feels like a game that's not going to happen. Like, if there's one case within the state of Texas, yeah. Tarleton's like, yeah, I'll man, I don't know if I want to go Tarleton up here to play in an empty Allen program, field. House. That program is just going to be ravaged with COVID. I can just <laughs> yeah. oh, Dude, they're going to be making them up left and right so they don't have to play anybody. They're going 0 and 0, and 0 I guess, technically. But, yes. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. What a conference there. going on a Tarleton State rant. Here we are. And I don't. I don't think we're saying it right. By the way, like I'm. I'm I can't wait for that <laughs> no. game to happen to where we can hear the announcers say it in like ten minutes into the first half. Finally, get it figured out. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's look at the Hawks roster. <clears throat> we obviously lose Dot. We lose Dope. They're going to get drafted this week. Shout out to those, Isaiah Moss. Those guys. We lose Isaiah Moss, but. Garrett Lewinstra. <laughs> we've got pressure him. We've got some studs <laughs> back. Uh, Marcus Garrett, obviously. Dave McCormick, Christian Brown, Ochai, who is now getting to the point where it feels like he's been around forever. Bryce Thompson, five-star guard. Tyon Grant Foster, number one Jugo player in the country. Tristan, Mitch, Jalen. What I'm getting at is we've got a lot of dudes, but I think the question is who the hell are the dudes going to be? Like, who are who are yeah. the guys going to be? I think there's, like, four that we know for sure. But it's mm-hmm. really going to be interesting this year to see between – you guys correct me if you think I'm wrong. I think we're going to see Marcus, Ochai, CB, and Dave. Those guys are locks. But then yeah, for everybody sure. else, Bryce, Tyon, Jalen, Tristan, Mitch, I have no idea yeah. what's going to happen. So, B-Turn, what do yeah. you think? What do you think? Yeah, that's like nine or so guys right there you named. And I don't even think – I don't know if you said Dewan Harris or not. Like, is that a guy that could see playing time, that can play good defense yeah. and things like – or run the – like, say Marcus has to get a little breather, does Dewan come in and run the point? But, yeah, obviously you can't play ten guys major minutes. And I think we all realize that we need shooters too. So maybe a guy like – maybe Jalen Wilson or Tristan will have a good year shooting it. And if they're making – 
jumpers, obviously they're going to see the floor a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you brought up Dewan Harris. I forgot him, but I will say like, <clears throat> I watched late night, the scrimmage and did you guys, did you watch that either of you? Well, no, it wasn't much. It was dumb. It was like a quarter, like a very short stint of basketball, but Dewan Harris, he's not by any means good yet. He's probably not going to play a lot because Marcus Garrett, you said when he needs a breather, I don't think he's ever really going to get breathers. Ricochet yeah. shot at Dewan Harris from Ryan there. But, but no, I'm getting at it. He just <laughs> has the look of a dude that is going to be so elite. Like, he's just got that, like, Aaron Miles, like, just controls the ball, like, just looks so comfortable with the basketball in his hands, has great – you can just tell he's got the vision. I'm just saying, in a few years, Dewan Harris is going to be great. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the short stints he gets to play against, like – Carleton State and stuff like that but sure I think we can all assume he's probably not going to be in the main rotation so AB I'm going to throw this to you so like I said we're assuming it's Marcus CB Oach Dave is the four starters gun to your head who is starting day one uh Gonzaga in that fifth spot I guess tie on I guess tie on just because like the freshman little hold back at first that Bill loves, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you're asking me for like beginning of the season tie on, but I, if once we go on, I set it up before we started recording. I don't know if I'd be surprised if both tie on and Bryce can hop in and maybe take Oach out of the starting uh-huh. lineup. If Oach doesn't show progression, look, I know you disagree with it, but he's got to progress at some point. Dude, and if he- Bryce and tie on are both scoring like Bill thinks they can, we're going to need scores because Marcus, as much as we think, is going to average 15 a game. I'm not super confident in that. Dave, we expect him to take a big jump. What if he doesn't? Like, we're going to need score points. We can't win every game 45-41. I mean, when is the last time Bill Self benched a junior that plays really good defense and doesn't make mistakes and runs the offense well and dives on the floor? Like, it doesn't happen. It's not going to, That's not a possibility. I'll bet you my 401K that – that Ochai is not pulled from the starting lineup for something that isn't like disciplinary. Like he's just going to start all year. No doubt about it. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, I think there's three guys that, that will for sure start Marcus Och and Dave. And then the next three would be CB Bryce and Tyon. So, okay. So because if we're going four, if we're starting four guards, who's going to be, who's going to be the four that guards like a power forward. You go Tyon or Oach. Yeah. That's the other thing. We're we're so like even our guards, even if we go four guards or whatever, they're all six four, six five or taller. Regardless yeah. of which <laughs> combination we go with. So like I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. But, I don't know. So, so B turn, based off what you just said, you kind of seem to think that Tyon might be the fifth guy to start out. Yeah, I just think Bill's been hyping him up a ton, and the staff likes him a lot, and they think he has a they they think he has a chance to get drafted after this year. So, yeah, but he also loves Bryce too. And then, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I really didn't think CB would contribute a ton last year. I thought he'd have some growing pains, but every time he came in the game, he really didn't make mistakes, and he just plays hard, and he can knock down the occasional jumper too. So, I mean, based on Bill's presser so far this year like cb is gonna start he loves cb he loves everything that he's doing so i fully expect him to start 
I I totally can see Tyon Grant Foster starting day one. I think he's going to be more of a guy that starts like near the, like conference season or something, which is weird that 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 doesn't seem even that far away now. Normally, it feels way far away. But but you say I, that then, so it's just Bryce not going to start? Like oh, no, I think I think Bryce. There's only five starting. Out. I think Bryce is going to start out starting, and here's my here's my reason for that. <laughs> Bill's, I mean, Marcus Garrett is not like the traditional type of point guard Bill Self's ever had. Like we, so if you don't have Bryce on the floor with him, like who else is handling the ball in that lineup? CB can handle it. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Like Oach can't handle it. CB, I mean, he's definitely not a primary ball handler. So to me, I don't know. To me, that's where Bryce yeah. is, and he's got to be that combo guard that you pair with. Yeah. Mark hope that he's good so that's who I think we're going to see start out I think he's going to have tons of growing pains as any freshman under Bill Self does and that's where I think Tyon Grant Foster can potentially take his spot or who knows I don't take CB but if if he does take a spot do you think Tyon's a second ball handler then I don't know I mean maybe I guess you would he would have to be I I think we all Ryan is full-blown pretzel right now but that, but I honestly think if Ty, I don't know. I'm just saying who I maybe Tyon doesn't start ever this year. Maybe he's just that spark you bring off the bench. Like, I don't think we yeah. know. We have no experience to know how a Juco guy that Bill Self recruited really works out in this scenario. Well, then I guess this isn't really a point of like starting lineups, but Bryce and Marcus, they're not both going to play 40 minutes a game. So there's going to be stretches during every game where we're not going to have those two ball handlers and it's just Marcus or it's just Bryce. So I guess that's kind of more of my, like, what I'm wondering and stuff when you bring that up rather than who starts the first four minutes of the game. Because to me, starting lineups to me never really matter that much because, like, it's so interchangeable at all times throughout the game. It's like, does the first three minutes really mean that much other than the graphic they show at the tip-off? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. And I always – I know this is a weird thing, but I always think – coaches like Bill Self like to have a guy like Bryce Thompson starting because then when he goes and recruits the next Bryce Thompson, he's saying, Hey, look, Bryce Thompson started 40 games for us last year. Whereas yeah. saying, Hey, he could, he didn't start because the Juco dude I recruited was better than him. Like, I don't know. I just think Bill's going to try and let Bryce be the guy as that, that get him that first opportunity, but it could be wrong because Bill has already said, like, Tyon Grant Foster at times has been the best player in practice, so it's kind of hard to think, like, yeah, he's not going to start. But I don't know. You're right. Starting doesn't matter, and I don't really – I think there's going to be a ton of interchanging between CB, Tyon, Bryce, Oach, all those guys. And not Probably not Oach. I think Oach – AB is mad as it's going to make you. Oach is going to look 35 minutes a game. <laughs> I just – can we at least not go into this year with expectations so high with that guy? Because I think that's my main issue is we hyped him up once he started playing all the time. And then going into last year, we're like, oh, this guy could be a fucking lottery pick if things go right. And he's just never been that. Like, he, he had a good stretch his freshman year when he came off his red shirt. He's, I've said it a million times. He's a three-star recruit. But that was it. He was going to redshirt, and then all of a sudden he had to, he had to play, like, literally because of circumstances and Quentin Grimes sucking. But, like <laughs> – here. I just I, I just hope our expectations aren't through the roof for that kid because that's one of the reasons why I've been more down on him than everyone else. I think, yes, his expectations last year got way too high. Lottery pick, 
but we quickly saw that was wrong. Nobody's saying that this year. His expectations aren't through the roof this year. I think we just want him to kind of be a little better than he was last year. Oach is definitely like, like that number three or four scorer on your team now. He's not going to be your best player, and we know that. And I think that's fine. I don't think we need – now, if Ochai is our fifth leading scorer, then yes, that's a problem. But I don't think he will be. I think he's, oh. proven, I think he's proven that he can average 10, 12 – a game, something like that. So I don't think him being our fifth leading scorer is that big of an issue. Well, it depends. If, if he score, if it's if he's the fifth leading scorer because he's scoring four points a game, then yeah, we're in trouble. But, but if he's the fifth leading scorer because Tyon and Bryce and Marcus and Dave all take big jumps, then we're gonna fucking hoist a, hoist a fucking trophy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, B turn. Who? I know we've talked a little bit about these guys, but like, who are you most exciting? It doesn't have to be a new guy. It could be Marcus. It could be Dave. Who are you just most excited for this season? I'm ex- I'm the most excited about Tyon because I think his ceiling is what could take us over the top. Like, and I personally, like, I could be wrong. Hopefully I'm not, but I think he struggles to start the year, just getting adjusted, obviously coming from Juco and playing – I mean, we already talked about our non-con. We're going to be playing some of the best teams in the country. And Big 12 sounds like it's going to be tough. Baylor, um, we talked about West Bob before this. And then randomly Texas is supposed to be good. So the conference will be really good. And I just think he struggles to start the year. But I think he's going to be a guy like towards the end of the year when our team starts gelling. And I think he'll – I think he's going to be insanely good towards the end of the year. I mean, this is what I said to AB before you hopped on, I think, is like, and I'm not comparing Tyon to Wiggins or like a Ben McLemore or anything like that. Like those guys are top five picks. But I think Tyon's definitely going to have those games where you get at the end of the game and you're like, dude, what the hell? Where's Tyon? He hasn't done a single thing all game. He's just floating around doing nothing. There's going to be those games. But then I also think he's going to have those games where he goes out and scores 25 and just completely takes over and you're like, holy shit this dude could be a top 10 pick in the draft. So he's going to be, he's probably like our most exciting player, right? The potential mm-hmm. is exciting. Cause Marcus is Marcus. He's not exciting. Like he's old man game, like not exciting. Dave's we've talked about Dave. He's going to want us. We're going to be pulling our hair out at times with Dave, but Dave's probably going to lead us in scoring. So like tie on, I don't know. He's definitely, I would agree. B turn just like that guy that kind of, he's the most unknown, but also has like the highest ceiling, if that makes sense. So like I almost said Bryce, but to be honest, sometimes freshmen come in and just don't, I mean, they definitely don't reach expectations from fans, but I just feel like Bill sometimes has a short leash with some freshmen. Like it's just, I don't know. We always have a bunch of upperclassmen that get, that need to get looks as well, you know? Yep. I'll say this about Bryce is even if he does come in and struggle, I think the fact that his dad plays for Bill played for Bill, like I think Bryce knows that that's how it could possibly go. Like he's not going to be a freshman that pouts and like transfers that semester or something. I think he's going to be a dude that knows like, okay, this is going to suck. It's going to be really hard. Bill's going to be on my ass, but in the end, it'll work. So that excites me about Bryce that his dad's going to constantly be telling him, like, dude, you didn't come to Kansas to, I don't know, be a superstar right away. You know that's not how it's going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, God, I would love for him to be good. Um, yeah, I mean, I always – I mean, you know, you guys know I've been saying this for a while, but I worry about having a go-to scorer. But what if Bryce can be that guy? I mean, he, he can create – he can score off the dribble. He can – hit mid-range, get to the rim, 
he really he can shoot from anywhere on the floor. So, yeah, I know we're going to answer that question later about who might who we'd want to have the ball late if it's not Marcus. I mean, I think Bryce could end up being that go-to guy. Yeah, uh, even and, though he's a freshman. Yeah, it'll. There's just so many question marks about this team, which is exciting but also scary. Um, Ab, he said Tyon who is who he's most exciting for, excited for. Who are who are you feeling? Yeah, I was going to say Tyon or Bryce, which we've already talked about. But, I mean, more on Bryce, like, it's our highest recruit since Grimes, right? Like, we didn't have a five-star last year. And I don't know. I mean, who knows when the next one we're going to get with all the recruiting shit going on. Like, it's – I'm more excited about those two because I just don't know how they're actually going to be. And I don't even know if I'm, like, super confident with how good either of them are going to be. But, like, I'm excited to see – to actually see it in real life and see how it works out. Because I'm like we've talked before, like I think we're pretty solid with Marcus and Dave being our like one and two. And if we can get a really good third, that ends up being a one or two possibility. Okay. My confidence rises with the team overall, but I don't know. I'm just and that's say. the thing at KU, though. Like we always have doubts and people just make that jump. People step up. Like Bill gets the best out of his guys. That's what like I was we worry say. about teams and then it just people step up. And Bill just gets them, like I just said, he gets the most out of his guys. Yeah, I mean, you guys both said Tyon and Bryce. Like, I, I think I am most excited about Dave. Like, one, we've been laughing at Dave for two years. The dude's a spaz. He takes hilarious shots. But you know who also was a spaz? Every other big man that's ever played for Bill Self their first couple of years. Like, they always are <laughs> so sped up, and they struggle. And then this year, this year where they're called upon to be the guy, it, it almost always works out for them. Perry Ellis became a freaking stud. The Morris twins became studs. Thomas Robinson became a stud. Like, I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not saying Dave's going to be those guys, but I think Dave is going to be really, really good. I saw a top 100 list that I, I can't remember who put it out. It might have been CBS, and Dave wasn't even on it. I will cut my foot off if Dave McCormick is not one of the top 100 basketball players in the college basketball season this year. There's just no I mean, yeah, we only had We only had two players in that list. Huh? Yeah. We only I, had two that, players. That was crazy. I, I read that list like three times making sure I didn't miss it because I honestly expected him to be like top 50. Like, what are we missing here, folks? It's Bill Self. I know he hasn't proven anything, but like, that's what happens. You sit, so, but- you take your turn, and you become a top 50 player. We're going to get to this, too, with, like, Marcus Garrett and National Respects. But, like, I mean, why would National Riders have that much confidence in David McCormick? He played, like, 10 minutes a game last year. He's mm-hmm. most known for, for punching a guy in a K-State brawl. Like, all, like I know us KU fans who follow this team closely and watch every second of every game. We're like, oh, this former five-star recruit that struggled for a couple of years might be ready to take the jump now that it's his job. But how is Matt Norlander supposed to just, like, automatically assume that same thing, too, when there's 99 other players that have actually shown it? And, you know, because it's not like they're putting on a bunch of, like, projects on this list. I mean, yeah. because, because, because Matt Norlander has seen Bill Self do this for uh, 20 years. Like, this is what – Yeah, but you, the guys yeah. you just named were, like, so much better than Dave. Like, when you said that the Twins – and T Rob, like we talked about, the top 100 player his sophomore year. Yes. No, but you could tell after that, like Michigan game, his freshman year, that he was, you know, ready to take the step, right? Dave put up, like he had shown points. some things. Dave put up 28 points in a game last year. I'm just saying, yeah. Dave has shown the flashes. And I think I've been a little surprised that there's not more people 
talking about how freaking good he's going to be. But who knows? Maybe I'll be wrong. I'm just saying Dave is who I'm most excited for because when's the last time – is it is it Marcus Morris, I guess, kind of parried the last time we could just get a big a ball at the elbow or something and he just hits a fadeaway jumper? Like when's yeah. the last time – I mean, I feel like even Doak wasn't comfortable on that side until last year. I mean – Doak wasn't making fadeaway jumpers, I'll tell you that. I, uh, but, like, and we all – us three even know Landon Lucas wasn't amazing, but he still turned into a solid big. My guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, A.B. loves him. But, all right, quick break. I just said I'd bet my foot on Dave McCormick to be a top 100 player this year, and I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. Um, but football is in full effect with many teams starting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team and player coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to bet online today. Use promo code armchair. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, boys. We were talking Dave. We were talking Landon Lucas. B turn your stuff froze. So who knows what we were what we were up to. Um all I know is you actually have to cut your foot off. You can't just yeah, say we're not that gonna lie, it's not gonna happen. And you have to honor your bets. I mean, we, that's just that's what grown men do. But how do you judge if Dave's a top 100 player? Like I'm just he could oh, average, well, no. he could average four and two this year, and I'll be like, he's top 100. He's a rock. well. <laughs> we just got to hit up Norlander and Parrish to make them do like a postseason top 100 and one or whatever they're doing, uh, and see if also, they'll do it for us strictly for those reasons. What if we get Dave versus UMKC every game this year? Naismith. He's top one in that case. So, <laughs> I'm ex- I, He really has to be the most interesting player on the roster this year because he has so much riding on him. He, we, we have one big. He has more tattoos. Him. We have, we have one big after him that will that will see minutes. I mean, Gethro, I'm sure isn't going to see the floor this year, and you have Mitch, who we love. He plays hard, but. He hasn't played huge minutes at KU in his career. So, for this team to be good, I don't know if you guys agree, but for this team to be good, Dave has to be oh, absolutely, at least good. He might have to be great. That's actually a scary thought, and I hadn't thought about it. Like, he really does have as much pressure as anybody. I mean, it's kind of like like in, T- in T-Rob's case in 2012. If T-Rob didn't come out and have an elite season that year, that team was going to be awful and everybody knew it. Like he had no option other Don't than – Don't disrespect Kevin Young and Justin Wesley like that. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Beecher brings up a good point though. Like, no, you're – He cannot be bad. He just can't – there's no option where he can't be really good or the season's going to suck. So There's not even another center that will play. Like Mitch can't play the five. I mean, we can put him in there, but – I mean, that's all he's going to play, so Mitch better figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, Dave has to be good. Like, I don't What do you think is a realistic stat line for him this year? Like, what will he average I mean, points I think, and rebounds-wise? I think he's going to average, like, 13, 14 a game for sure. Yeah, I think we need that out of him. Yeah, and I think, what, seven boards I'm happy with? That fair? Yeah, I could see I could see Marcus around that 13 14. I could see Bryce and Tyon in double figures. What about CB? Where do you see him at? 31 and 12. <laughs> I'd say nine. Nine a game. Yep. I kind of agree. I think nine, ten. It's definitely going to be one of the we're not going to have a guy like Dot averaging 20 a game. We're going to have a bunch of dudes 
in that 15 to 12 range, I think, with some other guys sprinkled in there. But what do we what do we think about Marcus potentially being a knockdown jump shooter? I'm not saying well, like 40 percent. But what about like 35 and people actually respect it? Like people get out and guard him when he's wide open on the perimeter, which would open a lot of things up. I mean, we tweeted the video of him shooting 30 footers and making them before the season. I love an empty gym video. I love getting excited off an empty gym. No one likes him more than I mean, I can see Ryan tweeting the eyeball. It's such a big year for him, though. Like he has to prove to, I mean, I'm sure he'd be on an NBA roster if he can guard like that, but. Imagine if that dude could just almost consistently hit jumpers. I've said it his entire career. I think I've been saying it since day one of this podcast. Dudes just randomly make shots their senior year. Travis Relaford became a lights-out jump shooter his senior year. He made every open three he saw. Frank Mason shot freaking 50% from three his senior year. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I don't know how it's going to happen. But Marcus Garrett, is if he's open, he's going to hit the shots this year. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go out looking for shots. I just think we're going to be confident this year. If Marcus is open, he's going to make the shot. That's all I'm going to say. I don't have a percentage to put on it. I just have confidence in him. I thought you were about to say he was going to shoot 50% from three, and I legitimately was going to spit my water out all over my phone. Three for six. No. Yeah. I mean, he made six. Remember when he made six last year against Oklahoma? That was banana land. Banana land moment of the century. If he shoots it consistently and scores the ball well, like if he's in double figures every game, close to every game, is he a first-rounder? No. No. Is he getting drafted for sure? I I just – I don't see Marcus Garrett getting drafted. I think he's for sure going to, like, make a – Make a rock. No, there's a chance for him, man. He's if he, he's, okay, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the focal ball hand or like the B main ball hand, like a six five point guard that can guard anyone's best player. I mean, I just I think the dogs are chirping in too. I think he's a guy yeah. you don't draft and you just sign him after the draft. Like I don't know, I just I can't think. Marty's Garrett's ceiling is like he's almost to it. I think sadly. Like, he is what he is. He's the most ideal college basketball player you could – if he had a jumper, he'd be the best college basketball player you could ask for. But, like, I don't know. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. If if, if, if like, the front office of a team sitting down and watching Marcus Garrett film, like, are you really, like, excited about what Marcus Garrett could be in five years? I mean, I think you're just – that's kind of what he's going to be. And so maybe you have him – You'll want him on your roster. You want him practicing every day, pushing guys, guarding players. But, like, I don't know. I just – What, I like – But – When has he ever had pressure to score the ball, though, at KU? Like, he might have to be one or – our first or second option this year, if, especially if Bryce or Tyon doesn't step up. Like, last year you had Doke, Dot. And then, I mean, I guess before the season, Oach was probably supposed to be – I mean, Marcus became the third option last year, didn't he? Like, think about Texas Tech. He was the guy with the ball in his hands going against the bucket. He had, a, he had a big bucket against Dayton. Like, he was definitely the other guy if Dot could not like, basket. Because, like, even with Dave, like, Marcus – we know he's going to be great defensively, but, like, Marcus has to be good on that end this year for us to do anything, I think. Yeah. Which he will get to the rim. Yeah. But I'm just, like – what three-point percentage from him would make you guys happy? Like, if I told you right now a certain percentage, what would it be? 
Give me a percentage. I'll say yes or no. Give me 33. I'm happy. Yeah, I was thinking. I was going to say like 34. That's. I what did he shoot last year? Good. You guys not top of your head? I know. I think his percentages went up every year. Well, when you make go six for six against tech, uh, Oklahoma, that probably has an impact on your three point percentage. But that is that is a dude I'd love to have on my NBA squad, though. I mean, I hope I'm wrong about Bruce that. Bowen. Hey, he shot thirty three percent last year. That was up from twenty seven percent the year before, and twenty five percent his freshman year. So. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I need to raise that. God, he can't shoot free throws. Yeah. Are we going to talk about triple doubles from him? Yeah, that was. Oh, the- my God. No, we need to talk more about the original line that you set. I didn't I set think. it. I didn't set it. Don't be a bully about this. This is a bullshit what? move by UAB. <laughs> I, I, said, I apologize. I said it. Bullshit call. Okay, the line that we decided on is Marcus Garrett triple doubles at a half. I threw out the idea of putting it at one and a half. Maybe he could get two. I think he's going to for sure get one. I would hammer the over the half. On one and a half, A.B., you're probably right. It's outrageous. I'll take that. I'll take that with you. But I just – I don't know, man. As much as he's going to be relied upon, he's going to have the ball, he's going to have to do so much for this team. I don't think two triple doubles for Marcus Garrett this season is out of the realm's possibilities. Well, we're also probably I mean, – how many games are on the schedule? 27. 12. That's a good point. Shortened schedule. 25. Shortened <laughs> schedule. There's always a chance games are going to be canceled. Like, I I don't know, man. 10 assists is a lot of fucking assists for a college player for a team that's probably going to score 65 to 70 points a game. But we've talked about how many options there are on the floor. Like, there's guys that can score. Marcus could have a game where he just – grinds his way to 10 points and the rest of the day he's just facilitating the whole time what did he what was his stat line in that OU game where he started at point guard let me pull this up real quick it was 15 5 and 5 I know it oh yikes okay that doesn't really help and he, I think he only had oh, one no. turnover I think I mean it's 24 <laughs> no that's the other Oklahoma game I'm talking the game where he started at point guard. Uh, they talked about this on Parish Warriors. Yeah, 15, 15 five, five and five. five. Yeah, he only had one turnover. Okay, that's not great for my argument because it felt like no, he it sure isn't in that game. But and, okay, but I will say this: we had multiple times. If I look up Marcus Garrett triple double watch, we probably find a tweet for like one every four or five games from last year. Yeah, like we I thought know. it was close to happening, but I don't. It's just. Yeah. Also, they're we kind of mentioned this before. Our guards are so big; like all five players on the court are going to be like legitimate rebound threats. Do you want something absurd? Why? Marcus didn't get double digits in assist or rebounds once last year. Not once. It's hard. (laughs) It's hard, and we expect to get both plus ten points. How many times he scored double figures? I mean, yeah, quite a bit, but. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. He shot a little bit too much. Marcus Garrett Kool Aid. Sue me. How many? I'd love him to have two triple doubles, but how many threes does he attempt next year? He shot fifty-two last year. I think more than that. I'll say six. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. But I Actually, think he's going to be not. very efficient on the threes he takes. He's such a smart player. Where I don't think he's going to like four shots ever. Remember that? What are they? I'll take the under. Game? Remember the Villanova Final Four game where he just randomly did a step back three? 
and just hit the other side of the backboard. It was really random of him, but it always sticks out. I've tried to forget everything. About what are that the one. what are the percentages? He's a first team All American. Dude, I was I I know I was mad about Dave not being a top one hundred. I was pretty mad about Marcus not being first team All American, but <laughs> there's so many studs though. Yeah, there's so many studs. It seems to be he's on most people's at least like top ten list, right? Like he, he was six draft. on that CBS list. Well, here here's my thing with All American lists. Like all the guys that were named All Americans were either like have been like stars already or like one of the best recruits we've seen in a while. At least, like, as far as production-wise coming in college. So, like, I know we love Marcus, but he averaged nine points, four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists last year. Yeah. And obviously we love his defense. We, like, it's like um, we see it all the time. We're in the bubble. But, like, again, like, why are these national people just going to assume that, like, he's going to automatically make that jump to 15, add on rebounds, add on assists, and keep that lockdown defend? Like, it's just – yeah, I don't know. I am glad he's at least getting the top ten respect because he definitely deserves that. Because when you're the best defender, right. and you're also going to be a starting point guard for a top ten team, you just have to expect that guy to be really good. So this is I think real, there's a chance is he is the, an All American at the end of the year. But yeah, this has really turned into quite the Marcus Garrett episode. Well, he deserves it. He's been around. He's our guy. We're, we're he's going to. We're be getting him drafted. Is what we're doing. <sighs> I don't know, man. I think 60, future Chicago Bulls. All right. Before we get to fan questions, let's talk a little bit about Big 12. Um, Kansas, the Hawks are not picked to win the Big 12. How are we feeling about that? B turn, I'll throw. By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use, and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's itrustcapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. Itrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. Go to you. I don't think it's a huge deal. I mean, we have the best coach. We lost a lot. Um, but I just, well, we talked earlier about how the Big 12s, I feel like it's really good. Some years I'm just like, eh, I don't know. But you got Tech, who's well-coached. Baylor, who returns a ton. I think really all they lost was what, Gillespie? Yeah, I mean, they... They have Vital, um, Teague, and Butler. Butler. I I think, I mean, does Butler have a chance to be National Player of the Year? I think he and Garza are like the two that are... Yeah, I mean, I think they're up there. Cars is averaging 30 and 12. He's going to put up insane numbers that nobody's going to touch. So, um, and then they got Matthew Meyer, the god. <laughs> and then, I mean, you guys, you guys could have seen Ryan's face there. Um, we even like even with West Vaughn before this, I couldn't really think about who was coming back, but they got some guys coming back. I guess there might not be a crowd, but we always struggle there, and then. 
Oklahoma State has, a, I think, a preseason first-team All-American too. So conference just seems like – I don't know if it's loaded, but it's going to be fun. That's West basically Virginia all I can say. So big. Like, I mean, they're, they've got guys. They've got Culver and Oshibwe or however you say his name, who's a freaking massive human. But, like, I don't know. We've seen it. We saw KU playing Dave and Doak together last year. It's just gross. That's not going to I fun. would. I would just say that Baylor on paper right now is better than us, but we've seen Bill beat Baylor okay. a lot, and especially in huge spots. So this is an interesting thing. AB and I were talking a little bit <laughs> before we recorded. Does the lack of fans – I mean, that has to hurt KU more than it hurts anybody, I think, yep. right? Maybe the biggest home, home court advantage in the whole country. Yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not gonna have nine free wins like we do every other year, essentially. But we also get the biggest crowds every single time. When yeah. we road uh, for road games. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Tech, we've been in tech late in the year on game day. We were in Baylor last year on game day. Like yeah. we played in some tough environments and they always find a way. But yeah, you get everyone's best shot and best crowd especially for the big ones. I just kind of like, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of you take out the crowd aspect of it and you just give Bill, like make it Bill versus the other guys with Marcus and Dave and experienced guys. Like it's just going to come down to executing. And I trust our guys and our staff more than anyone else in the league. So that's why I don't know. Trying to find positives to no fans. And that's just kind of where I stand. We have the best coach and who, if you take out other variables, give me the best coach. Yeah, and say, I mean, we never struggle in Waco, but say that's, say we play them there late in the year and it's for the Big 12 and there's no crowd. Yeah. Like, that's a huge advantage. Yep. But yeah. also, you can say the same thing about yeah. us. They don't have to go play at Allen Fieldhouse. I don't know. It's going to be wild to see um, because I know Allen Fieldhouse currently is allowing like 1,500 fans, but I'll be shocked if that actually happens based off what we're seeing so what about uh tournament games when the whole crowd's cheering against us in the first weekend we might not have that i can't believe we're not going to get a normal ncaa i mean i can believe it we knew that wouldn't happen but what a just sad life that we're going to go two straight years without a normal ncaa tournament okay we have not going to be that much different though we have to bring up what ab said before the pod now what did he say ab do you want me to spit it out? Okay. Oh, um, totally. Hey, please <laughs> screen record this. Before you say that, I want to take a quick break. Uh, Manscaped, AB. Jingle yes, balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Unconfused Been shaving mine lately. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday, holiday season. I'm talking about Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. That's why this revolutionary revolutionary company manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 3.0 has pr- proprietary advanced skin i mean biggest words in the world in this ad read okay so, that that's a word you've struggled with since we started this very podcast it's tough. What? It's tough. proprietary uh, you just can't do it <laughs> you just can't do it <laughs> proprietary the lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new perfect package 3.0 which makes for perfect gift which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. AB loves it. You I mean, they, they really should name it after me. I'll say it. 
They should. Uh, why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Uh, just do it. Use that. Uh, speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm thankful for their crop reviver. <laughs> this product, along with the crop preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And those products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. Uh, tis the season to manscape. Get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, listeners of the pod, get anybody. The manscape. <laughs> package 3.0 you can get 20 percent off plus free shipping with code armchair at manscape.com your balls will thank you again that's 20 percent off free shipping with armchair at manscape.com that's 20 percent off free shipping at manscape.com use the code armchair and real quick before we get back to what ab said uh <laughs> bet online just telling you guys use bet online you're gonna bet on the hawks next week bet on Keep betting on football. Just you, if you're betting online, you got to use bet online. Shout out to bet online. All right, bet on Patrick Mahomes. Yes, bet on. And next time, next time I'm like next week Thanksgiving when I'm hanging out with my family. The first thing I'm going to say is, speaking of sweaty and smelly balls, (laughs) and then I'm going to. This number one on my list. You're number one on my list. The ad reads never disappoint with uh, Manscaped. But AB, what did you say before the pod? Many of things, but I think the one thing Braden's <laughs> Braden's talking about, I I don't know if I fully believe it, and I'm sure I'll get some heat for the people that listen to this and want to comment on it. But I let it come out that I I'm not as upset that the tournament last year got canceled because our expectations <laughs> were so high, they were so high. But I, it just it had a lead eight loss written all over it, and that would have sucked so bad. So, and it, I didn't even get into this part. But now we can look back, and then we made shirts for it, and we'll talk about it forever. We were the best team in the country that year, and for all intents and purposes, we're the national champions in my mind. We didn't win the tournament, but we were the best team by a long shot. And with everything that was lining up, there were no pros going into that tournament other than Obi Toppin that were like scary and terrifying that could just beat you. There were just there were like all the good teams were like not very good programs historically like Dayton Baylor San Diego State all these little shitters that just don't scare me at all like that had elite eight loss to North Carolina State written all over it because that whole year was so random and weird and it would have been so disappointing so in my mind yeah it sucked to not have the tournament I don't even believe what I'm saying right now because I love the tournament more than anything but there is a little bit of uh excitement to take out of that we didn't have to go through a 40-minute loss for a game that we're favored by 10 points in. That's it. I'm off my TED Talk. You guys can respond however you'd like. I, mean, nobody, I don't have a response. Nobody knows heartbreak better than we do in the NCAA tournament. And so, like, I just feel like we're, we're, prepared, we're prepped for that. Year after year, we – it sucked. It but we're sucked not, Ryan. We're not. Every year. Every year, and it happens again and again and again. And guess what? We keep going. But you know what? sucks even more is not knowing the the pain of just not knowing what would have happened kills me keeps me up at night all the time that's a memory you can't block out there's no memory you can block out oregon you can block out vcu i can't block out clearly we can't block out oregon and vcu we talk but every time we fucking get on zoom (laughs) (laughs) but what one of ryan's biggest themes and I mean, we both agree with it. Is you keep giving Bill self chances, you're going to eventually at least get to another Final Four or at least win another title. So, and we were the best team in the country. College hoops was down. 
I think one of the best defenses I've ever seen in college basketball, as crazy as that sounds. We've seen Virginia and stuff like that, but we talked before this. We had two players that could have won National Defensive Player of the Year, and then I think Dot. I mean, Dot was one of the best defenders in the country too, so. Yeah. It, d- it fucking sucks. It was going to happen. I appreciate the attempt at a spin zone, A-B. <laughs> uh, eight months later. <laughs> he's been workshopping that for eight months. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, uh, we asked everyone to send your questions. Um, so let's get into it. Starting off well, with – Big 12 uh, predictions, Dad? I thought we were going to do those. Oh, I mean – Because uh, I have a take. I've got a take. Okay, let's hear it. I think we get third in the Big 12. Oh, my God. No, we won't. You want to make a little side bet? My other foot? Yeah. No foot Ryan Hart coming through here in a few months. <laughs> start calling him, start calling him Peggy. I Eileen. foot because of a podcast in 2020. But, but. Mm-hmm. Who's beating us? You got Baylor in West Virginia? I think Baylor steamrolls everyone in the OS fall. I mean, Baylor is going to Baylor. They just – they will. Scott Drew is Scott Drew. He's a great coach, but he has those lapses that we saw. Again, yeah, but again, it's like they're not going to have to deal with opposing crowds either. Like, for them, it's going to be the same thing as us. They're always going to have more when, talent than anybody else on the court with whoever they play. They're going to win Baylor 16 or 18 games. When Baylor has their Baylor meltdowns, it's not because of crowds. All They lose the home games. They lose the bad teams at home randomly. Like, that's just what happens to them. They just – lose it for a couple weeks and it'll happen it will we'll be having the same conversation we had last year where we were like terrified baylor was going to run the table in the big 12 they'd already won an allen Fieldhouse. who's going to beat them they didn't really baylor last year did they like we beat them and then they lost to some like i don't even know oh, who else they, they lost, lost to, but like they were still going to be out they lost their last game of the year so we ended up winning the league by like two three games something yeah like but they were still going to be a one seed they were still like top three in the country like I'm just saying they, they started like what nine and zero, ten and zero, and then lost three of the final like eight games. So if you're a top five team, that's pretty bad to do, I think. But I don't do you guys have a feeling that we might lose one or even two games at home that we would never lose just because no, we don't have a crowd? No, oh, yeah, that's part of the reason I think we get third. And we we say it every other year, like we always win the Big Twelve because we have nine free wins going into the year, and if we just go five and four on the road, like. 14 and 14 won the conference most like most years okay and that's like at worst what we're gonna do those four road games are not scary i I get it but like going to texas is never scary and we still lose those going nine and oh at home this year like that 2013 tcu game there were seven people in attendance and we lost it was the worst team we've ever played yeah well i mean if you want to use big time outliers sure that's possible but i'm just i don't know most of the games we played at empty gyms on the road we win them even K-State last year, we won, but they were historically bad and they had, like, no one at the game, and we won by four, five. <laughs> it's just it's just different. I don't know. Okay, you have a third. That's wrong. We're going to win the Big 12. I think we could possibly share with Baylor, but I think we're going to win the Big 12. Okay. He turned, he turned well, I hope I'm wrong. I think Baylor – I mean, I always pick us to win it because, I mean, we have Allen, we have the coach. But I, re- I really do think Baylor ends up winning the Big 12. We could share it, but – I think they at least win it or have a share of it is yeah. my prediction. That's fair. I think it's very fair to say Baylor will for sure have a share of it. But I just – I don't know. Betting man says Bill Self's going to find his share too. So, I, <laughs> I like it. And he's not going to – Do you guys 
So who's do the you other still care about beating? the Big Twelve though? Who do you have beating him to take second? AB. Westfall. Oh my God, PU. I'm giving a big thumbs down on the Zoom screen. That's PU City right there. Get out of here with mm-hmm. that. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Country roads, baby. What'd you just ask? Uh, do you guys care about the Big Twelve anymore, though? The streak's over. Like, yes, I don't. But I, like, that's my thing. Like, if we if we get third, but we're still a three seed in March, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, but just you know what I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess like when. Like last year when we lose to Baylor and then have that big of a game that late in the year on game day, it just changes my perspective. It was really freaking fun to care about that much. Oh, believe me, like I like winning it, but if it's not like during the streak, like when we lost the streak, I was genuinely like bummed out. <laughs> and I was like, and when we won conference titles during the streak, I was genuinely excited. Last year when it happened, I was like, okay, cool, like, whatever. Yeah, last year we had a bigger fish to fry, and then uh, right. This year, we may not, so maybe I'll be. All right, let's get to listener questions. Um, really random, but this guy's name is Texas Tech Sean. <laughs> Shout out, Texas Tech Sean. Uh, we got Tech fans listening. Just kidding. I think he's a KU fan. But he asked us, is Tyon Grant Foster Josh Jackson 2.0, or is he Diet ja- D- Josh Jackson? Um, also, why should he trust Bryce Thompson and why is Marcus Garrett not a consensus All-American? I think we've already talked about the Marcus Garrett thing. Didn't, you know, he didn't put up a ton of numbers last year. It's kind of hard for people to just project him to all of a sudden be a first team All-American, but he's close. So that's fine. Um, let's start with Tyler Grant Foster, Josh Jackson 2.0. I don't know. I don't really think that's who comes to mind when I think of Tyon because I think Tyon's just a way... I think he's a better shooter. I think he's a better scorer. I don't think he's near the defender Josh Jackson is. I don't think he's – I don't know. I just – I would not call him Josh Jackson 2.0 because I just don't really see – Well, you, you said before the pod it was more of like a Wiggins light. Yeah. As far as like he can score 25 in a game, he can score four points in a game and go one for six against Stanford and yeah. not be aggressive. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think – I think Josh Jackson, you could count on him every night to be solid. He was going yeah. to come out mm-hmm. and be the same player every single night, whereas I think Tyon's going to be a guy that kind of shifts in and out of being really good and being really yeah. frustrating. So, yeah, I mean – Yeah. Yeah. I would say. We, we knew what we were getting with Josh, like that alpha dog, dude, that's going to play super hard. We knew he really wasn't an elite shooter or anything like that, but, yeah, we knew what we were going to get every night, and that was like – extreme effort with Tyon like you said he's gonna have rough nights but he's also gonna have nights where you're like damn this guy's gonna be really good but I get where I get what he's asking like yeah I mean similar builds are both like what six seven six eight so yeah yeah um I think Josh and I don't know I could be wrong on this Josh is probably more athletic than Tyon I would think where am I wrong yeah I would guess yeah, I would say that. Josh was a pretty freak athlete. Like, so. Oh, my God, I love Josh so much. Yeah. That team was so fun. He also asked why we should trust Bryce Thompson. And so I think this question's a little tricky because it depends on, like, what you are expecting. If you're expecting Bryce Thompson to come out and average 15 a game and be our best guard or one of our best players, like, I will say I don't know if you can fully trust that to be the case, but I think you can trust Bryce Thompson to be really solid. I don't think he's going to be like Quentin Grimes, who we like. We're like, what is this dude? Can't even dribble the ball. Like he was maddening at times. So 
don't know. Do you guys agree that like Bryce Thompson, even if he doesn't have a super great year, he's not yeah. like, like a very frustrating guy to watch like Quentin was? That's what I was. What, yeah, when you asked the question, that's what I thought of. Like that, he's not gonna he's not gonna piss us off. Yeah. Like past five star recruits, like he's not gonna make too many mistakes. He'll come in, take care of the ball, and I really think he'll be a knockdown shooter. Like, yeah. at least consistent, you know. Yeah, and I can't. I mean, I can't remember if it was Matt Tate or somebody said like he's just. The thing about him is he's just got an incredible feel for the game, which I know that's like very cliche and. I don't know, sports writerish to say, but like I feel like those guys, even if they're not impacting the game with scoring, he's still going to be impacting the game in ways that like I, I don't want to keep dumping on Grimes, but like Grimes just would really do nothing. Disappear, yeah. So I don't think Bryce would be that way. So yeah, uh, shout out Texas Tech, Sean. I hope Bryce is great, and I would love to tie on Josh Jackson 2.0. But um, on yeah. God. Uh, Brady Vaughn, he said, will this team be a good shooting team? Um, he said, will this team shoot over 37.5% from three? It's just kind of a random number. What was the number? 37.5? So, I guess – All right, did a little – that was top 20 in the country last year um, based on team three-point shooting. That was top 20 in the country. So, I mean, I think we could agree I don't think we'll be top 20 in the country. But here's the thing. The margins are just so small, though, because we were like – 115 and we shot 34 percent. so it's like if we can improve by three percent it's that big of a jump as far as like rankings go but just for reference that was like top 20 in the country and i don't know if we'll be that it just depends on who play like i think yeah. CB, you can count on cb to be a good shooter shoot 35 percent if he doesn't i'd be pretty disappointed but like is jalen playing a lot of minutes or is tristan playing a lot of minutes because i don't think tristan's gonna yeah. get 23 with jalen um but, like, yeah, I mean, is Tyon going to make a lot of threes or is Tyon going to score by getting to the basket? Like, I just don't really know. So, um, I don't know. I think this team – I don't think this team will be, like, a bad three-point shooting team. I definitely don't – I guess it comes down to this. Is Ochai going to be a good shooter? And I know how AB feels about that. But, <laughs> I mean, is Ochai going to be a guy that when he's open – is he going to hit the shot or is he, I mean, he had some bad shots last year, like side of the backboard type misses. And so I know there's been talk where he's improved, but I think he'll be a big factor in determining whether or not this team's good at shooting. Yeah. If he takes that next step, this I definitely think this team could be a good shooting team. And we, I mean, he has to have a big year. Like Ochai has to have a big year. He get himself like back to those NBA draft talks. Yeah. I mean, I know he's never showed that, but, you got to do something, prove something, like, to play at the next level, you know. And then, I mean, yeah, Jalen, Tristan, I think Bryce could be a good shooter. CB was – I mean, I felt confident when he shot it last year. And then we talked about maybe Marcus having a big senior year hitting shots. I think Tyon can score from that level too. So, I think yeah. they'll be a better shooting team than last year. Yeah, sure. I agree. I like the fact that we're just going to – we're fully committed, it sounds like, to the four guards. So, I think – Marcus, a guy that can clearly get to the bucket, like that's going to set up a lot of open shots for guys like Ochai and CB and whoever, whether it's Bryce, Tyon, Jalen, Tristan, like those guys are going to get open looks. So I don't know. It's just And let's not forget Dave shooting at least three or four threes a game. <laughs> I will say Bill, Bill at late night said like he's totally cool with Dave taking one a game. And so who knows? Who knows? If Mitch plays, he'll shoot one a game, I bet. Yeah, that's true. We got a lot of shooters. <laughs> just 
they got to make the shots. Breaking. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Will uh, Ron Reinhardt, ESPN. ESPN, got to make shots. Will anyone take advantage of the extra year of eligibility? I mean, you know Mitch is living up that six year if he can, right? Uh, yeah, I Probably, can but like, doing that. how many of them are going to be at KU? You right. know, well, I say that because like, I would think next year is probably going to be the year we get hit now as far uh-huh. as punishment goes. So it's like that. That was my first thought. It's like for the guys that aren't good enough to like go pro. Like I would think Marcus will probably, even if he doesn't look like he's going to get drafted, it's going to be like a Diedrich thing. Like why would he waste another year? Just go make your money and go do your thing. Yeah. But like guys like Mitch, guys like I don't know, whoever, are we going to see a lot more transfers with that extra year of eligibility? Yeah. I don't know. What's the point of hanging around if their last year is going to be? no chance of playing in a conference tournament or an NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's where you can, like, raise your draft stock and stuff. Right. Not but even if it's not that, like, but... Mitch, like, what if Mitch just goes home to Arizona and plays a year? Or, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's – maybe he just wants to be a Jayhawk but, yeah, and when play I saw with that, no pressure. But When I saw that question, he's the first person I thought of. I mean, he's even hinted at it. So, I don't even know, like, who yeah. else would be an option. Yeah, I mean, anybody from last year's team, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting. Basketball's so weird because so many of these guys probably aren't going to stay four years. Like, it's pretty rare. I mean, maybe – Give me Marcus for another. Dude, I would love it. Um, But I think AB's kind of right. If Marcus has the year we think he's going to have, his – what he can do in college is kind of, like, maxed out. Like, Diedrich could have come back and had the exact same year he had his junior year but like what's the point go start making money even if marcus doesn't get drafted he he's gonna make a ton of money overseas if he wants to so it's like oh yeah you only got 15 years after this like he's about to be 22 so like 10 15 years of good basketball left like might as well just start making money so i don't think marcus would be a guy i would love it if marcus just did it i think i joked on twitter that i want him to be a player coach if he stays for a fifth year just let him coach and play point guard but I'm not getting my hopes up for that. Jackie Moon. Yeah, it would be would be amazing. Um, will Bill start the year going with two bigs against Gonzaga? I don't think so. Uh, it just doesn't. I make- think we're a four guards for sure. I mean, our only option would be Mitch or Mitch and Dave. And I guess uh, I mean Bill does like to start upperclassmen, so yeah. maybe Bill, maybe Bryce will start on the bench, and then Tyon's technically a junior, but he's coming from JUCO, so. Maybe, yeah, they'll start Mitch, but no, I just I think it's four. I don't think you can risk them both picking up a foul in the first minute of the game, and then all of a sudden your two bigs have potential fouls. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening, but I remember last year I saw yelling at the TV wanting the fourth guard to be in there, but this year's team has a lot more. Last year there was an option for a second big to, like, with yeah. depth and stuff. So Yeah, so – um. Who will be the unsung hero of this team? That's an interesting question. I, uh, I'm i going to throw it to AB first. Who do you think it is? How unsung? And uh, how, hero- yeah. how heroic? Like, are we talking like third leading score heroic? Or are we talking like every third game they're going to give us a little boost for eight minutes in the second half to get us over the top? I'm thinking like an every game contributor that like maybe we haven't talked a whole lot about him, but like he's actually gonna have Tristan a really big year. See, so yeah, I think Tristan's a great Tristan. Option. Yeah, 
I like I'm Tristan. Just, he he's he's big enough to guard a four, but he can stretch it a little bit. And yeah, he's athletic enough to. Yeah, I, I think it's Tristan. If we're going off of like what you said there, I don't think he's going to be a third leading scorer. You know, be an option we want to go to every you know every other possession. But yeah, I'll just say Jalen for the hell of it because I mean I don't really know how to answer that, and I think we've talked about the guys we know what we're going to get from them, like like uh. Marcus, Dave, and them. But, yeah, I'll just take a guy that could shoot it, maybe come in, hit a couple threes every once in a while. Jalen could and definitely I mean, be that guy where it's like if we have one of those games where the offense is just gross. Like I'm thinking of like a Big 12 pro game. I think I use this analogy with Isaiah Moss. Like if we were just sucking and nothing's working, Jalen could be a guy you just put in and let him chuck a couple shots and they start to go in and then the offense figures it out. So I can see well, this happening. On a higher level – what about CB? I mean, I know he said he's going to start, but we haven't really talked about him too too much. That's who I was yeah. Just based off how much Bill loves him, like I think there's 100% going to be games where like CB is the best player that we have at times. Like he, Yeah, that's what I just – I don't really know the definition of unsung hero, yeah. like AB said. So, yeah, he would definitely be one of my answers, but I also think I know what I expect from him. But like with Jalen and Tristan, we really just don't know. Yeah. Um, Dylan Baird ask, how many games do we predict for this season? I don't know. I'd or KU Gonzaga national championship and then they call it. <laughs> oh my god. If if the season gets canceled and we beat Gonzaga, we're printing shirts again. 2021. <laughs> Just to make everybody so mad. Remember when I got death threats for tweeting that the Hawks won the 2020 national championship? Uh, you know, thank God you're still with yeah. us, dude. I was worried. That guy was mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Dylan. That's a tough question. I think it's very possible we see these non-conference games get canceled and they just roll with the conference season, kind of let things settle down here. But I'm praying it's not. And we said we were going to be positive vibes only for this pod after we got off to the most negative start ever. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we ever said we were going to be positive, but I like it. PBO, I, yeah, baby. I, just, I don't even – I guess we could have like an – an estimate of like around like 10 to 15 or 15 to 20. I don't know. I can't really say an exact amount of games. Yeah, me neither. On a yes or no question, yes, I do think games will get canceled. I'll just say that much. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. At some point, conference or non-conference, the game will get either postponed or canceled at some point. Yep, I agree. Like Tarleton State. On to uh, our guy, Alan, who always uh, leads the way in questions. Um, do you think Alan's – do you think he's up there for um, replacement options for all Alex Trebek? <laughs> Probably. He, I, he'd actually be really good. Great. <laughs> yeah, he would. Um, so, he asked – I actually really like this question because I think it is a concern, is Hawks are down one. We're playing in Zaga. Mark, let's say Marcus Garrett rolls his ankle. Marcus Garrett's in foul trouble. He's not. He he can't take the shot. Who do we want taking the shot? Uh, B turn. I'm gonna throw it to you first. Who 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 you got? Like to start the year? Is that? Did he say to start the year? Yeah, it's a Gonzaga game. We're down one. A week from tomorrow. Who do you want taking the <sighs> shot? Get me Marcus. Get into the bucket. Oh Absolutely not a week from tomorrow. Oh, today's Monday, isn't it? I thought it was got me excited. <laughs> a week from Wednesday. A week from Thursday. Oh, okay. Oh man, that's tough. 
I don't even I mean I'll I'll randomly say Bryce. <laughs> okay. Like do we feed like do we feed Dave and let him go one on one with a big? I think that was my my answer is Dave because it's like if Marcus isn't the guy, we don't know anything about and this is in Gonzaga terms. This answer could very well change by March, but like right now we know what Dave is. He can hit a jumper, he can back a guy down, he can do a post hook. Like I just feel like there's more of a variety of ways we could score with Dave. And I don't know. I have a hard time asking Bryce Thompson to go get a bucket. I have a hard time asking Tyon to go get a bucket in his first college career or his first game. CB, I think he's more of a guy that scores when someone else sets him up. So it's hard for me to say that. So, yeah, Dave's my answer. AB? I'm just hoping we don't have to deal with that situation, brothers. <laughs> You guys suck. Alan's gonna be. It, it's it's you, daunting. It's daunting to think about. Like it, it is what it is. I, you feel I like? Uh, do you guys feel like Bryce hasn't got as much hype as we usually give five stars? Definitely. I was just thinking that the other day. Yeah. What was he like ranked? Wasn't he like twentieth though? It's not like a top five five star that we've kind of had in the past with Cliff and Wiggs and Joe and all those kind of guys. But yeah, that's true. Um, but no, I definitely because I I don't know. We're talking about if he's even going to start or not. I feel like other five stars we've got in the past were locks. Yeah. Uh, I could just. Alan, Alan also wanted us to talk a little bit about the KU basketball uniforms this year. <laughs> I think they. I've been trying to be positive. They're, they they stink. I think they stink. How soon do we got why, alternates? I don't know why, but all day today I've been thinking about why are we Adidas? I don't know why, but. That's just all I've been thinking about today. I think I tweeted this. Like, I mean, just KU fans don't ask for a lot. Like, you could make some pretty boring uniforms, and we are just such homers and so obsessed with KU that we will be like, those are so sick. I love them. They're amazing. Like, we go crazy over uniforms. And these fools just keep doing rant. Like, moving the Adidas to the middle collar. Was anybody really going to be like, oh, shit? Those uniforms are nice now that they move the Adidas to the collar in the middle. No, just leave it where it is. But Don't change you, it. When you saw that, I almost had a rebuttal, but I want to wait for the pod so we could talk about it this way. I, you say that, but I feel like every year we have the same conversation where we hate the uniforms. Like, how many times do we, like, see the, the jerseys drop and we're just, like, disappointed like we are but, now? I feel like it's an every year. But I said last year, too. I loved our uniforms last year because I thought the tops, the jerseys were like as good as it gets for KU. I loved the red, how it popped. Like it was just, it was perfect. I loved it. Now the shorts stunk and Adidas did the same thing they did with moving the collar to the middle, like, or the Adidas to the middle. Like they put the stripes on the front of the shorts. Who does that? Why? What are they doing? So that's my point. Just keep it simple. Get our colors. I mean, these, this year, like the colors are just not standing out. It just, I don't know. I was disappointed. I don't think they're like – I guess I did just say they stunk. They're not like those Kelly Oubre year where we had like the blue halfway down the shorts, and you remember those that everyone roasted. Terrible. No, they weren't that bad. They're just boring and also not – like they're not a good boring. I don't, like the, the Adi- I don't like the Adidas thing right in the top middle. Yeah. It's, it's like girl uniforms, if that sounds weird. Yeah, I mean I, I – why, why is the Kansas <laughs> font so small? Yeah, that too. That was my first. It's like making them on 2K and you didn't widen it enough. And again, it goes to kind of what B-Turn said. It's like a, a girl's high school basketball uniform. Like the, the font's super small. 
I don't know. It's just I was disappointed. It sucks because I I would have been totally fine with just wearing what we wore last year again. Those were those were good. Those were fine. But um, yeah. Uh, what um, Alan also wanted us to answer our favorite uniform of all time, and I'm just gonna say it, it's the throwbacks that we wore last year. Like those were the sexiest uniforms of all time. The circus fall on or whatever. Yeah, Paul Pierce throwbacks. Yeah, I don't hate those. I like the cursive Jayhawk one. The what? Uh, the Jayhawk scripts, like cursive. Yeah, those are sacks. I love the gray. Um, gray, yeah, those are fire. The cream ones. Yeah, that I like more. the cream, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I The 08 ones are sacks to me. I know we wore it's hard to mess up our uniforms, man. We got the best <laughs> colors ever. Right. They're yeah. And Adidas still manages to do it quite often. Um, all right, boys, we're kind of starting to tread water a little bit. Do we want to <laughs> do we want to answer Alan's football questions or do we want my to- knee hurts? My knee hurts. Uh, <laughs> it's this one. <laughs> it's this knee, my left one. <laughs> yeah, my right one's been the Hawks sparking close. And any game the rest of the year. Uh, we got a prime time slot in a couple weeks, brothers. Hey, Texas, 28-point favorites. I'll say this, Alan. The Hawks are covering this weekend. I'll bet oh, a brother. I'm not betting my foot. <laughs> That's the third foot bet of the day for Ryan. They have to cover at some point this year, and why not Texas? We play good against Texas. Sam Ellinger. Touchdown. <laughs> yeah. We stink. Uh, all right, I just don't, I can't even waste my energy talking about them, dude. It's so sad. Yeah, we're gonna skip them. Alan's gonna be mad. At me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Great- I don't even know if I know what the questions are. Oh, it was just about like in-state recruiting and. Uh, I mean, I I really think we missed out on an opportunity to recruit Anthony Bax, offensive guard from Alaska <laughs> South. In 2013, I mean, I think it could have changed the program. Really could have, man. Uh, It would have brought another offer. Because think about it. The guy had so much potential. He could have been a first-rounder. So you take a guy from in-state, make him a Uh first-rounder, that brings other guys in. Late the South, powerhouse. They won state when he was there. Sure did. 21, baby. you think about it, Braden Smith, NFL lineman. That, that's that's where you're hitting it. If, if I would have gone to KU, I could <laughs> yes. have worried Braden. And if, if Braden, if that O line with with myself and Braden on the right side, and we're just hauling oats like fucking <laughs> '70s bands, like. <laughs> All right, we've officially talked more about football <laughs> than if we would have just answered Alan's poor question. The funniest, the funniest <laughs> thing is, is everyone that <laughs> listens to this, except the people that know it, I didn't play football. <laughs> I, Dude, come on. <laughs> hey, Bill Snyder still would have turned you into a uh, oh, easily team all Big Twelve guy. I got the size. I got the quick in the feet. I'm a little shifty for my I'll... size. I think I got good Cleek, hands. I would have been a tight end. Ryan knows. I think if the package deal of Cleekin and Janes headed to Lawrence, it would have been different. That's true. Bax and Cleekin on the line. Yeah, I'm and telling you, man. West. Myself, Cleekin, <laughs> and Braden Smith, center, right guard, right tackle. Bam. <laughs> Four and eight. You guys, you guys are idiots. <laughs> so, uh, talking about our friends playing KU football. Nobody even knows what we're talking about. Our friends, Braden okay, Smith, but- second round draft pick. Indianapolis. Right, it just uh, sucks because you see you see guys from Kansas 
contributing for K-State. And I mean, you get guys from the state to play for KU with all that passion, just like if we had a bunch of Kansas people, I feel like the KU-K-State games would be completely different. My take, and this uh, now that you've got us into this, my take is just I don't care where we get our players. Get them from Kansas, that's great. Just get good players. I don't care. I don't want to pride myself on finding Kansas recruits. It I sounds find, like you care a little bit. I want to recruit Louisiana guys. I want to recruit <laughs> Texas guys. I don't give a shit. Just give me guys. It's rolling, working really well so far. Yeah, so whatever, A.B., go play off. I'm, I'm, you might be – you might be better than what we got going. Actually, you know what? While we're at it, we'll get to Alan's question. Matt yes. Galloway tweeted, uncomfortable truth. No one KU football has any hopes of being part of its future should be playing behind this offensive line right now. It's not a question of if, but when that unit will get its quarterback injured. I mean, it is I mean, what's- the absolute terrifying truth. It's correct. <laughs> but when we- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like we suck so bad that we might as well get guys in there and get them some experience for the future. I know, but his, I mean, his point is, are we going to ruin Jalen's career by Jalen Daniels going to Jason Street himself and never be able to play again? Yeah, and it could. T- I guess it could take confidence away too. Yeah, you're terrified yeah. back there. You have no time to throw. My take is. He's right. You probably shouldn't, but you have to. I think you just have to play Jalen. Like, I don't know. We've seen what the others give us, man. We've seen it. Then they've had their chances to prove it, too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm already depressed talking about KU football, so let's just end this damn show. Um, All right. Will you guys grow out mustaches with me? Go Todd Reeving. No. Come on. My mustache is gross. The same. You can see that loud and clear right now, but it's fucking funny. Chuck Chuck. All right, boys. All right, brothers. Be back for the bag of previews next week. Yes. Uh, college educated, she graduated. Any bill she can't front, her parents paid it. The show was far. You the only one with a car out your girlfriends. But being that she's a big fan, of course she made it. Most girls wanna hide the fact that the thrill they chasing. But you just wanna get drunk tonight and fuck someone famous. So I just name a time and a place in your game for value player, hotel room, meet you there.
the maze that what we just done Mixing drinks, knowing we'll regret this Ain't been asleep yet, room service bringing us breakfast All this money, darling, what else is left to do? But smoke and enjoy my presidential view Got a swimming pool in my living room On stage, interviews, tons of sour, let's consume We are always running for the <laughs>